Welcome back to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I am Travis Walsh. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show, and one that Travis is watching for the first time. One that once again, recently in TV Guide, they were doing the best 50 shows on TV or some such thing, and Legends is up, is, uh, up there in the numbers, <laughs> for as much as that means, you know, but... Uh, you know, it's it's recognized. No, no other of these DC, CW, Arrow, yeah, and we've, none we've of mentioned them, none this of them have ever yeah. been you know talked about like this. But uh, it's been a while, man. We took a month it off. Has. How was your summer? Ah, it's still going on. I, as I was just saying to you before we uh, started uh, recording here, I uh, in the middle of like what is a, I guess a week off um but it ended up like we got to do some camping with families it was a blast um now I had a, a day that we're home or day and a half that we're home where I still have a lot of stuff I need to get done before we go off to a friend's cabin on the island so I'm really mm. kind of enjoying it oh that's a great thing is I got to oh I'll save it for uh I'll save it for plugs later uh okay. for what we got to do when we were camping um uh but yeah it's been busier than expected but still like i felt when we got home from camping this first uh it was like yesterday afternoon was the most uh kind of at peace i've felt in a while man it was a really good feeling you know that kind of feeling when you're ah i don't have to do anything too uh pressing i mean like i said today ended up being a busy day but it was really nice to kind of have that mm. kind of get home to a couch and know that you can still um you know, uh, take uh, a little bit of life's pressures off for uh, another like week or so here. Yeah, by doing uh, a so dope, by doing a dopey podcast about a TV yeah, show with yeah. your buddy. Oh man, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome that we were able to, to bring this back too. <laughs> yeah. So, real quick, while we were off, there suddenly was internet talk about Vandal Savage. I know. And I know there was there's only two things I saw. There was one post out there of the the still shot from season one, the, the you know, the glory shot of each character mm-hmm. and with someone going, who'd like to see this back? And it caught on. And I can't help but think a little bit. I know people are out there listening. Someone who nobody especially, has, the, especially season one. We've got good numbers for season one. That's for sure. Yeah, nobody carries more water for Casper Crump as Vandal Savage than us true. with our that's true. Small I would, little show, I would wager not in the last year and a half. Nobody has. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just not quite certain of that. Actually, <laughs> I mean, uh, <clears throat> I did see. I saw some of the buzz as well. But I, I go to their uh, their uh, Reddit page every now and again. Oh, really? I don't. Uh, I don't. So that's where I kind of seen a bit of the buzz, but I try not to click on too much. They're good at kind of blurring out uh, images if Mm. it's from something new. So it's been pretty good. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. No, that's great to hear. I was thinking about, uh, well, I mean, again, we'll get to this with plugs, but I've got uh, merch ideas with just kind of nice. recreating, finding a way oh. to recreate that glass, just kind of change the uh, what we have written on it. You know what I mean? I, I, that, you're, a, you're a very smart man, sir. I didn't even think of that. That's fantastic. <laughs> we already have the design. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. And once again, Legend season six is wrapping up. There's three episodes left. It has been so much fun. Not giving anything away. Just fantastic. And they're already filming season uh, seven. Seven. They just they because yep. of COVID, it's like going boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so it's going to be 
you know, it was gone for a while and they're just going to give you double the amount. So I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. It is just something I'm feeling like there's yeah, gotta be, there's gotta be a moment where we're going to get caught up. We've got to get like, uh, you know what I mean? It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. that'll be pretty cool. I hope it like leads up to just like the, the series finale. That'd be pretty yeah. good. If we yeah. get like, like four or five. Yep. You then we'll get too cut. Then we'll get too caught up and have to do like special spinoff things. To keep, right. Keep us busy or something for a while. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause because then people are going to be salivating for the, they need that GG fix. Well, think about it. We could watch, um, an episode of that 1970s spider-man that was terrible you know we could do there's so much right superhero oh, shit we course. could watch yeah. <laughs> not just cw but mm-hmm. what we watched for today because we're back with season four episode one the virgin gary <laughs> and the netflix synopsis is Encountering a psychedelic magical beast at Woodstock in 1969, the legends call on John Constantine, dash, dash, and Chase Gary, dash, dash, to prevent a massacre. Hey, mm-hmm. Joey Dash Dash is back. <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes them <laughs> at the netflix offices yeah. <laughs> so the show opens with a black and white newsreel with a unicorn on it that says Soundhorn release and it's jfk uh, airport 1964 the beatles arriving and you got the voiceover guy doing the whole like they call them the beatles because of the beat they keep <laughs> mm-hmm and they do a neat little thing where it's black and white and the legends are in it as it goes to color uh, Wizard of Oz style. Pretty that I awesome. Was, I thought it looked pretty cool. They, they, yeah. they really blended them right into that footage. Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. I, I went to, I wanted to see uh, who the writer of this episode was. Do you have that in front of you? No, but and I if there's someone it. who would, who would uh, um, either worked a lot before or is it somebody that they brought in, in new entirely and just uh because this is uh this episode cooks brother this yeah it does cooks. it does like yeah uh, you know, you in a full, way that in a way busted. that other other episodes haven't really cooked it's it's not flawless but who oh, baby this felt like a new show man this felt like they've got big boy pants on all of a sudden okay a well top, yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. Well, number one, you have to give by like <laughs> all the the creator guys. They oh, Berlanti and his crew all get top billing on all this stuff. Yeah, but for is, this for this particular episode, they for are, every episode that they're a part of, it's okay. Fucked up. It's weird. Okay, you know, so it we, is a big a big batch. Yeah, but they don't. They're not actually the writers. They're they're, mm-hmm. they're uh, well, I'm a creator. Do they do that all the time? Because I mean, there's some yeah, they that do. Really, uh, we got uh, uh, Tyron B. Carter story editor right there's a lot of names i know seeing them uh it, it looks like it was a big group effort that'd be disappointing uh <laughs> in a way because in a way this felt like a, a, a well, maybe i an maybe individual I, vision or it felt like it came from one single look thing and for it to be just like uh kind of focus grouped and what i mean for the most part i don't know I, 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 like i was hoping we were going to hear like okay this is someone oh you, we, we'd be able to identify this kind of um i'll tell you this yeah i'll I'll tell you this one of the names on here is um is kato 
um, who we've talked about. She's right. the she is the showrunner of the show, along with of the of Berlanti's crew of his, his the Berlanti mafia of his guys. Yeah. Phil Clemmer is yeah. the, the the overseer of Legends. Mm. And he he does add a lot to this day. But right now, uh, Cato is the creative force. Yeah. So I see her name in here and I totally see her all over this episode. I, see, I know I what see, she does. I see Phil Clemmer and Grain Godfrey are the two written buys. Other thing else, I have story mm. editors. But your two written buys are Phil Clemmer and Grain Godfrey. This is okay. like a, I think we can say this is a Phil Clemmer special. Maybe. I mean, because he uh, actually like, got uh, confidently. Control. Cause that's what we're looking for. Yeah. I see all these different develop buys and stuff, but yeah. I wouldn't like say people, they, they aren't all looking at every single script. I'd be like that. I'd be like, that's kind of insane. Like that's almost a waste of manpower or <laughs> person power. Pardon me, uh, listeners. Um, <laughs> but uh, especially with the CW show. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think uh, if that's the guy, cause I'm looking at IMDb right now, you mm-hmm. know what happened right there? Johnny? What happened? I got I, a little, I am, I am curious. You did get it. And here's the thing. I, I, I fucked it all up. I tried to get IMDb curious right now and I just seeing names. I don't know what the fuck to do. It I was up to in, you, sir. I just typed in Virgin Gary writers and it says writing credits nine, uh-huh. but it has, it has Clemmer in here as developed by, uh, twice, but it, it doesn't have. Uh, who did you say? Well, who's the the woman? Uh, Kato. Uh, I forgot her last yeah, name. Yeah, no, it doesn't she's, include her in she's here. Pl- this oh, is really? F- Phil Clemmer and Grainy Godfrey. Mm-hmm. Um, who that's, su- uh, that's surprising because yeah. I know her style and it's all over this. Yeah, but, but this this felt like uh, like I said, this felt uh, different for sure. Oh, it really does because yeah. they well because we're going to magic because I mean they make even jokes about it. Like, well, how can we give ratings? <laughs> and they do it's it this season a lot of people like were like kind of down on all the magical shit in this season and i'm all in on it it's they they have so much fun with it Mm -hmm. it's great it's it's you know it's oh my god it's time travel but with magical creatures and it's that's what a great mixture yeah like like why not why not and so mick of course hates brits until uh, Nate points out to him that without the British invasion, there'd be no Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, after his, after they who did I uh, said the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Stones and Zeppelin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think I know. I know he's dumb, but I don't think he's that dumb that he didn't realize that Ozzy was from England. But <laughs> whatever. I just but then no, it's just like a two and two together. It's a kind of the same sort of thing that. You know, people that <laughs> who are like vaccinated now and are, are, are OK with like the uh, rules being uh, slacked, even though there is vaccination. It doesn't matter. You know what <laughs> I mean? It doesn't matter if you're if you're this fan. You got to be aware of everybody else, homie. <laughs> Still, sorry, I got off on a tangent. That's fine. That's fine. I'm glad you did it instead of me, because mine <laughs> would include about 18 more motherfuckers and yeah. dummies. <laughs> so. All of a sudden, they're like, well, where's the, the where's the anachronism? And here comes fucking Paul Revere going, the British are coming. The British are coming. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And Mick decks him. And uh, Nate has to go to 1775 to be Paul Revere, yeah. which was fun. And that's how they go to the, the opening credits uh, this season. And boy, that, I love this opening. Yeah, kind of like uh, teases the uh, uh, spooky stuff we're going to see later. Those kind of symbols. Mm. What the Beatles? 
No, 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 oh, no. The no, the, oh, yeah, right. yeah, the, the opening red. logo. Yeah. I thought you were talking about. Like uh, I thought, like that's a like your magic. Of, you uh, sound like my Sunday school teacher. <laughs> yeah, that was the them with your beetle boots, walking around in Satan sandals. That's what I call them. So on the way, writer, the crew is bored because they were kind of they were promised magical creatures and there haven't been any. And uh, and someone says we're tired of doing the same old crap. And they in one scene, quick scene, they write off Wally. They're like, yeah, maybe Wally had the right idea to go travel and find himself. So speaking of the same old crap, didn't he right. do that last and season? I, and then I found, and I, yeah, and then I, uh, and I finished the sentence with, and we had to write him off. Like that's clearly like <laughs> all that was, and that's it. Good, Adioskis. That's yep. fine. Just, I mean, I was like, you know, I liked his last little hug. Like he really, wait, him, that hug from him at the end was really mm. kind of, yeah. That's you, you, you did your, you, you did your job, pal. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Sarah says something like, what do you want to do? Go fight werewolves at the Alamo? And they're all like, fuck, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. And yeah. and uh, uh, Ray gets to say, yeah, it'll help our ratings. Like, what? He's like, well, the yeah. Time Bureau ratings, you know, they're kind of important, you know. Uh, and he goes, we're not a huge hit, but we, we have a, hu- a few dedicated fans. I was like, yeah, I you do. It. One of yeah, them's I, doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this is what the, uh, the exact, this is if they were hinting at uh, the meta stuff and giving us a little bit every once in a while before this is good and direct and, mm-hmm. and it gives you an, uh, that's what I mean. And the feeling just, of this is somebody else doing this. And this is a, this is a mm-hmm. conscious decision to do something very different. This is when it all changes. And this is the season where it really all changes. Uh, yeah, you really feel it. And, <laughs> and uh, Ava appears on a hollow, uh, whatever, and uh, tells him to get to Washington, D.C., and she's pretending that she's pissed. And uh, uh, Sarah's upset because, like, well, who told Ava about the dragon? And they do the little all point at each other thing with some, like, do-do-do music as it goes to commercial. And even that's, like, that's cute. It's all yeah. cute. It's so much fun. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and it's it's really looking like, to me, like a cast that enjoys, at this point, enjoys what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think they've all been told, like, they're all having a good time. Yeah, but they were having a good time before. But they've all been told that, yeah, we've been kind of goofing around and laughing. But let's uh, let's let's, uh, put on our big boy pants. Yes. (laughs) Just I don't know how else to say it. Mm -hmm. It feels much more like a real grown up show. Nate even looks like he's lost a little baby fat. Do you know what I mean? I didn't notice. Like, he just looks a little slimmer, Mm. like kind of like one of those seasons when um, Matthew Perry was having trouble with painkillers, (laughs) but in a more healthy way, in a more in a a healthier way is what I'm saying. He looks good. He looks like a star. I mean, we've always thought he looked like a star, but he looks kind of next uh, step up today. In Washington, D.C., you know, they run into Gary. And they're like thinking they're in trouble about uh, the, the magical creatures that they didn't tell Ava about. And uh, confirming what I mentioned last season, sir, uh, and more so in this episode, Sarah has Gary up against the wall. It's like, yeah, did Constantine make you squeal? Like, oh, I wish. Like, oh, yep, confirmed. Yeah. And, they, they, and there's another and there's a hint like what about what we did that other that, that one yeah, time? bill clinton it, bill clinton was a fan count. of this episode because yeah. clearly it clearly it was oral sex i and, guess so uh, but what else wild. would it be i mean who was giving who was receiving could have just knows? been 
could have just been uh, hand skis. A couple of hand skis between pals, between mates. A couple of hand skis between mates. That's what the Beatles did. They talked the Beatles at the beginning. They used to, oh, we'd all get in a room together and jerk off. That was our thing. (laughs) We'd whack our telewhackers all at once. Balls always last. Didn't you hear about that story? Yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) That, That could have been it. Well, okay, I was thinking. It depends I'm thinking it's oral sex. I think it's oral sex because it's. I think. Well, no, they're and making this. I'm fighting to get to this joke. <laughs> this Bill Clinton's favorite yeah. episode of oh, TV I know, I know, he's I ever it. seen. He's like, I told you. Yeah. Where <laughs> I come from in uh, in Arkansas, good old boys, we don't call that sexual relations. I did not have sexual relations with that warlock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a party it's a party for the legends because they fixed all the anachronisms and they get medals and mick doesn't give a shit but there's an open bar so he's good and sarah and ava go off to the fuck and they're having a good time but not ray because hanging around in this party is a stack of wanted posters of nora dark Mm -hmm. and he's checking it out and Z uh, comes over and she's totally onto him that she knows that he let her go last season, but she repeats a line. I, I kind of like this too, because this is definitely on purpose last season. I think in the, uh, the ET Ray with that wonderful child Hector that you enjoyed so much. She, uh, <laughs> she says, you're a good guy, Ray Palmer. And she repeats that line yeah. uh, here. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> And so does it happen ever again? Do we ever hear it again? Oh, I don't know. Possibly. I hope so. Yeah, that's pretty great. Possibly. That'd be pretty great if it keeps coming up. Maybe after he's yeah, saved somebody. Mm. He, yeah. Anyways. So we cut to Sarah and Ava and they're in bed post-coital. <laughs> and Ava wants Sarah to move in. And they go back and forth and she agrees and it's all cute. This is the hashtag avalanche stuff that whether or not how you feel about it this is what people uh squee i believe is the term uh, about and i get it because i'm kind of into it too i think they've got a ton of chemistry together sure yeah no it's cute but as sarah goes to get some bubbly to celebrate constantine there just comes out of the fucking dark and says he's like uh sarah lance he's like the darkness is rising and she just like stops she's like what, what does that what's that even fucking mean which is <laughs> and i love the, these two together as well throughout this whole ep yeah i think these two are they're great together that's oh, another he's awesome yeah He's Matt Ryan is so good. By the way, announced that this current season of Legends will be the last for John Constantine. Yeah, but not Matt Ryan. He will be returning next season in a different role, which huh. is which is not it's not unprecedented uh, on this show sure. to do that with actors, which right. is a lot of fun. Right. <clears throat> so there's been five months with no monsters. And uh, Constantine's like uh, berating her about her pink fluffy slippers, and she's all cute. And like, oh, I like my pink fluff, fluffy slippers. And Constantine throws some bones on the fucking counter, and she's like, "What's this?" 
like, oh, the knuckles of a matched saint, obviously. And we get our first Lance glance of mm-hmm. season four. Her reaction shot was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Without <laughs> saying a goddamn word. Loved it. Ava <laughs> walks in, catches them. They, Sarah gets Constantine out. She's still trying to hide that there's magical monsters loose. And she's like, well, this is our apartment, right? And uh, sends Ava back to bed, but the knuckles start moving. So, uh-oh, shit is on. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Nate and Mick at the bar at the Time Bureau. And uh, Nate's upset. He thinks he'll be retired. Gary's got to take their medals. They're like, fuck this. Let's go steal a car and do a felony. Yeah. (laughs) And Nate knows a place in D.C. And it's his parents' house. And uh, uh, Mick almost throws a gnome through the fucking window. And Nate shows him the the key trick. He's like, oh, that's really smart. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a real criminal mastermind. No wonder he spent so much time in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing gnomes. McMurray didn't know that people kept keys under the the good old gnomey through the window trick. (laughs) Like every other time. (laughs) Sometimes I bring my own gnomes. There was a family who lived at the bottom of the hill of my uh, from my aunt in Kentucky, who I lived with my first year of college, who had the small yard, largest collection of garden gnomes and pink flamingos and and such you've ever seen in your life. Huh. It was insane. I walked by it every day going to catch the bus. I wanted to throw one through the fucking windows. <laughs> be pretty satisfying. Oh, so you've done? I can just imagine. Uh, I see. So they go and grab some booze and uh, Nate's dad's got the drop on him with a shotgun and it's Biff Tannen. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Is this, so th- I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the. That's Tom uh, Wilson. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. Biff from, so that's a fun thing, but on the, on the wiki I'm looking at right now for mm-hmm. the, on this thing, it's, it says it's his wife is Dorothy Haywood's first appearance. But yes. it doesn't say this is Henry Haywood's first appearance. Have we seen him before? Because yes. it felt new yes, to me. yes, have, yes, 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 seen... yes, yes. Now that when you mention have, it, we when have, have we seen him. We saw him as a child in the Moonshot episode. That's ah, that's Nate's dad. Remember, he it was a Nate's dad saw his dad die. You know, at right. NASA. Yeah. But it was a, it was right. a kid. So the character, that. yes, has been seen yeah. before. Of course. All right. So there we go. Yeah. So I, I knew that uh, we had never, we hadn't seen Biff Tannen before. Oh, no. We would have known if Tom Wilson had shown up on the show. Boy, yeah. he brings a lot of great to this season. Yeah. That he's no, again, feels like a big boy performance. Bab is a big boy star. Like he's got a look of a guy from Hollywood who's on the mm-hmm. show now. Like um, gives it a bit of like Madman esque sort of uh, feel to the the scenes he's in. Yeah, he's I he's I did I did an IMDb dive on him, and his career is amazing. Like Back to the Future movies were amongst like the first six things he ever did. Yeah, and he's just been working both 50-50 in in film and voiceover. He's oh, been yeah. in everything, you know, awesome. just an amazing career. I was so happy to see him. And even though they're like, hey, he's from a time travel show. We'll get him for the time travel show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but he it's great. 
it, all we get him uh, most uh, all season long, and uh, it's a joy to to see him. I, I, I love and I love him not being Biff because I've, I haven't I seen him in anything I else. Know. I know, <laughs> just like but, but like older, but still. Uh, um, no, he just he looks like uh, sophisticated, like CEO kind of bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yep, and uh, he and they do not get along, obviously. Mm-hmm. because mom has to stop him from calling the cops she's like oh i'm gonna make some sandwiches like do you like sandwiches and mix like you bet your ass ma'am <laughs> and funny and in and in my dumb nerd mind i went i was like well of course you <laughs> he should have said he's like i ate them once in doom world remember season two we had your sandwiches ah like, of course <laughs> of course <laughs> How old would she have been in that at that time? I do not know. They did not show her. They were just mm. they were in the basement. And oh, yeah. So going on about to get to meet them. Yeah. Going about That's his mom's point. sandwiches. Good observation. That's a no prize almost. Johnny. Really? I was embarrassed that I thought that. No, I don't know. Because I would need to know the date of that time. Would she know? I was like, are we to believe that she never saw Mick Rory that whole time she was making those sandwiches? No, Doom World so ceased to know that that reality ceased to exist. Okay. All right. Okay, then disregard. <laughs> well, Henry spots a candlestick in Mick's coat because he's a thief. And so Hank is there uh, in D.C. working at the uh, Pentagon on a special project. Sarah wakes up Gary at the Time Bureau because she's wanting to see if there's any magical creatures out there and asks him to look at the timeline and find some hiccups. And one being at Woodstock because... Sarah says no one would spot a magical creature on, on drugs. And she steals his time carrier and she's off to Woodstock. Ray is also off to Woodstock to look for Nora. Because uh-huh. I guess he saw the blip too. I don't know how clear they were with that. And yeah. uh, I got to say, the, the costumes for the ladies look great and oh, yeah. period authentic. Yeah, Nate and I this I don't know if this, this must be on purpose. Nate and Ray looked like narcs. Yeah. <laughs> no one dressed like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they all looked pretty funny. Oh, they, I loved it. I love Mick. Mick looked more realistic. Just a dude in jeans and a serape walking around with a dazed look on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to have a serape quite like that. Mm-hmm. I was grateful dead gear, my friend. Keep it warm. Yeah. So Z catches him and says she'll go help him. And she doesn't know what a hippie is. But when she gets to Woodstock, I'm just saying, like, Tala Ash has my heart. So let me just say uh, in many ways, but in that get up, I mean, you know me, I'm a deadhead. This is, <laughs> this is, this is what I find attractive. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, little, little unicorn hearts coming out of my fucking eyes. You know, I'm like, That's oh. Funny. That's funny. Down to where, where when she's tripping on unicorn acid yeah. and going on about love, I'm like, I've had this conversation <laughs> with this person. <laughs> <laughs> she told me my aura was purple. Yeah. I remember it was at a dead show. <laughs> and they go looking Ray and uh, Z do uh, to try to find Nora. Uh, and uh, looking for uh, magic. I think they're looking for magic or some shit. But what they do find is shit. It's rainbow shit. A big pile of rainbow shit. Mm-hmm. 
And Ray's like, wow, this is neat. But up in the tree is a dead hippie with its heart eaten out. Yeah. And they do that shot to go to commercial through the fucking bloody Mm -hmm. heart hole on Mm -hmm. Ray uh, Ray and Z. Oh, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I did not. When I first saw this episode, I went, what the fuck is this? I did not see this coming. Hmm. Not that there's a part later that was much more of a bigger kablamo. Oh, there's that, much. But, yeah, but yeah. That, no, that was like okay, there's like a good go to break kind of thing. If it started feeling like a, like an X Files. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get bloody. Yeah. <laughs> so at Nate's house, uh, Mick's eating a lot of sandwiches, and uh, his mom, uh, Nate's mom, asking, "Oh, where'd you get your big muscles?" And he's like, "Prison." <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Nate and dad, his dad are arguing uh, basically because he's like, you, you don't have a job because he doesn't know he's a superhero because and he, he brings up his degree as a in what, deductive history or something like that. And he's like, it's not a real fucking job. <laughs> and he can't Ouch. tell him that he's a superhero. But yeah. a dad, a dad just looking at you, telling you what you studied for and what you do mm-hmm. is not a fucking job. I can't imagine what that would feel like in real life. I, I did not ever experience that. Yeah. Oh, and it's uh, pretty prevalent, as you can imagine. I I would, yeah. I, I you know, I guess I don't know anybody. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know anyone who's like my old man hates that I got a degree. I think he's just like I'm glad he got a degree and something. Now he's going to pay it off forever. So, should I go get your mom's checkbook? Your friend going to steal it? They're arguing, and uh, but he gets to him. Uh, calling him like lazy he's like oh here we go with the hippie thing he's like hey you know i have nothing but pity for those poor people he's like what he's like they were slaughtered like lambs at the woodstock massacre and he's like oh shit something's up and takes off i loved his i loved wilson here i love tom wilson here (laughs) because now we know like holy shit something big is going on Mm mm-hmm and it's uh, just like that maybe. revealed. Okay, they're like, okay, that's where the, uh, that's where the thing was. That's where it happened. Four hundred thousand people are slaughtered at Woodstock, and that's what the legends have to stop. And at Woodstock, they have the team uh, all find each other while doing the split screen stuff from the Woodstock movie. Yeah, it was a nice touch to lead I'm, to that. I'm glad they only did it. I really like it. I'm glad they only did it there though i'm glad like if there could have been maybe there might have been one more time to call for it in the climax but i'm glad they didn't rely on it too they much. they do it a little during the montage of rock stars uh where it fits yeah they do it there and there that's it and i mm-hmm. i love it i thought that was a, a nice little touch especially because it led to them all just standing next to each other going mm-hmm. hey like have, okay, we, have we, you watched the Woodstock 99 documentary yet? No, I haven't. I don't really know. something. Just, it really yeah. gets into how much the, uh, the film kind of glamorized a lot of like, it really kind of probably hid that there was a lot of the shit that happened at 99, just not as obviously as bad was happening, but wasn't as romanticized, obviously uh-huh. 400,000. So uh, it's interesting to see, people trying to recreate not only just recreate but um when you were seeing it's funny to see it through the lens of well we can't really even pretend that this isn't uh uh peace and love you know what i mean or pretend that this isn't uh going (laughs) swimmingly because it's not um 
but I think of the other one, uh, it, it, they gave you the idea, especially from some of the women uh, speaking at the beginning that, uh, um, you know, it wasn't all peaches and roses, uh, as you'd imagine with that many people, with 400,000 people. It could oh, I've, I, all you need to do is do more than a cursory study of Woodstock and just not have seen the movie mm -hmm. uh, to know there was a lot of, of bad shit going on as well i've always been aware of it i just i felt like i've always been aware especially as as nate says later as a deadhead mm -hmm. um the grateful dead were at woodstock and just had a, a an epic disaster of a set where I mean, they were being electrocuted the the national guards radios were coming through on their speakers the 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 stage started sliding down in the mud because they put up their they put up their their uh, their banners and they acted like sales and then they had to slash them the screens and shit and it was right. an epic disaster right right and that's but that's I'm fully been aware of how shitty it was. But and that's been going down that but going I think what we're talking that, about is uh, like I think there was like a little more like sexual assault oh no that wasn't but right. I'm saying that will open me up to go like yeah it wasn't all fucking great it's yeah, like, I see Rob, I see Robin Williams was I think Robin Williams is the one that said or someone said he's like. The, anyone who thinks the Woodstock was great wasn't there. They saw the movie. Yeah, it's a quote. Yeah, <laughs> and even the movie doesn't look all that fun to me either. I'm like, God, this. I'm, I'm, me, I was always, I'd be sitting all the way in the back, and the sound must have sucked. Mm -hmm. I would have sucked. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't have sound like they do now for that. I, I would have right. been completely fucking bored. Mm -hmm. And uh, screaming for Sean on Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if i had been 11 i would have been mm -hmm. uh but then they find a unicorn and we find out also that ray and nate are bronies like, that was pretty awesome that was a nice i was gonna ask you what's your take on the brony thing have you seen that documentary i haven't i've heard good oh, things really about good. it though. Yeah, yeah it's really good it's really done in a mormon uh you know in, in mm -hmm. endearing way i'd recommend that that and then you know, if you come out of that thinking bunch of fucking losers, then uh, then I'm sorry. I'm sorry for 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 you, sir, <laughs> or anyone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that, it's just uh, whatever. Everyone's got their that's their that's their uh, that's uh, brony and deadheads. These these things are synonymous to me, Johnny. In terms of in terms of believe believe me. Uh, and like, I, I was about to say Star Trek fans, but you know, go whatever. It's Star like, Wars fans and all that stuff. It's all the same. Well, I believe the Bronies and Star Trek fans are far less toxic than the Star Wars fans, but that's a topic for another I don't know about day. that. You ask uh, my favorite, uh, there's a guy I follow on Twitter, Star Trek communist, who is having to deal with all sorts of uh, people uh, that pretty toxic. Uh, I think there's I, toxic fan bases. Oh, there's so I'm saying I'm, everywhere. I'm going, no, no, and no, I think it's just the bigger numbers. the fan base, the numbers. bigger the fan base. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's... There's a lot more Star Wars fans than there are Star yeah. Trek fans. That's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot more fans of Adam Sandler movies uh, too. I, you know, that sure. doesn't. You know. Sure, but <laughs> that's why that's why you're going to see more of a toxic, uh, a more number of a toxic thing because it's yeah. just. Uh, well, I think I'm getting it. Is there's a lot, and I, there's a lot, there's a lot of fan communities of Star Trek where they're. It, Apparently, like at a convention and stuff, people are just like, man, you've never been around just a bunch of people all getting along like this. It's yeah. just wonderful. And I'm like, that, that I kind of dig. You know, mm -hmm. if it was like, yeah, we don't judge conventions for all these little niches. And that's what Bronies yeah. things are. And that's what Star Wars conventions are. And they all have their, their own little niche. Everybody has yeah. their own little things where they, 
where they, where you, whatever, if you, if that's what makes you happy, it doesn't matter if I like it or if somebody doesn't like it, or if you've got some, a fringe among it that, that make it a little less uh, of a warm and welcoming place. It's, it's your niche. Mm -hmm. Then what what are you going to do? Right. What, uh, bronies go for it yeah. <laughs> live your life fellas do your thing you know and everyone's happy with the unicorn they're all going oh this is wonderful look it's a fucking unicorn there's a there's a dude in a unicorn t-shirt going wow and then there's a hippie girl and she's going to give the unicorn a flower and, and uh i was just thinking in my mind paul Heyman going gore 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 <laughs> and that hippie gets gored right in front of everyone it's holy shit and the guy in the and, unicorn t-shirt looks yeah. down at his shirt like what the what, fuck yeah so funny yeah among like maybe the best moment in the in the history of the series among, <laughs> like it i wish it could have been more uh like the, i wish it could have been more graphic i wish it could have just torn her apart kind of thing like <laughs> they had they cut to like uh uh him like later just kind of eating from her a little bit of blood dripping mm -hmm. i wanted him to just be like tearing her flesh from her skin <laughs> that that would have been the best way to pay off that joke man that uh, was the best that so you was want, you want the, the show best. to be on hbo max then <laughs> no but like for for the joke that they were making here and all this like peace and love and have a unicorn with rainbows did like gore this uh hippie that's uh, gorgeous gorgeous incredible like that's what i mean like it should have been it should have been um like i mean like it, that that almost would have fit and I'm not just saying this like I want to like I'm not that kind of guy who wants that for what the oh, joke no. they were making here <laughs> for the joke they were making and t t combined with the tone shift that we already had in the show where people have their big boy pants on. If you're going to make that's a big boy joke, Johnny. Oh, it's, <laughs> right? it's... Right? but they really kind of they kind of cut around it. I feel like it was like as much as she got gored, they it was CGI enough to 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 skip around it a bit. And when they wanted to make it look like it's like feasting on her flesh, <laughs> but it was really a quick little snippet when it could have just been like, like, oh man, they could have milked that so much. I wish he, I wish he would have got like two more of them. You know what I mean? I, you know, I agree. I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see it. <laughs> just so, no, man, no. Just some wavy gravy, dumb piece of shit. All right. See, I knew this was getting into your just hatred of hippies. You fucking asshole. Go fuck That's yourself. what I mean. That was the best. No, dude, I just know that like that. I'm talking about that, that idea of like, it's kind of like what you were talking about, how their costumes aren't right. It's just like, a, this is kind of like a caricature, you know? What oh, I mean? it's all a caricature. They're just, yeah. they're such a caricature that they get there and a girl comes up to Ray and he's like, hey, and hands him a piece of paper. He goes like, hey, man. We could stop the war in Vietnam yeah. with love. Yeah. I wanted Peace someone to like, like nobody, to like, nobody I'll, ever, nobody ever actually uh, talked like I that. wanted Mr. Impossible to like keep on trucking by and get fucking stomped on or something. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. Dude, I seriously, it needed that hippie really needed There's, to be like NC 17. Here's or. the thing. They really, they, for the CW and these shows, that was pushing it as far yeah, as they yeah, could it go. reminded me of uh of some of the riskier buffies from way back when. I wish I wish they it got a line got, they I wish can't cross. Got, I know they can't. I wish it, I wish, like for the joke they were making in their big uh, boy pets. That was my only issue. But this is seriously among I'm, I'm not even joking when I say that among the 
best moments in the series. I agree 100%. It, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. And Mick tries to uh, fry it, but flames don't work. And then the unicorn, as John Constantine puts it later, musks them with some kind of glitter glop. Doesn't mm-hmm. get on Sarah because she hides behind Zari. Goes to commercial. We cut to Sarah going to Constantine's. <laughs> knocks on the door. There's some noise in the background. He answers the door and he's apparently in a towel, naked, but still wearing his fucking tie. Going like, hey, I was about to have a three-way with some contortionist. I love mm-hmm. that his tie's still on. It made me, it always makes me fucking laugh because I know it's it, it's it's John Constantine. That's some, you know, lead singer in excess stuff that's about to go on. You say so. <laughs> Maybe he's just, uh, he's like, I hey, uh uh, I understand you ladies need an executive in the room at all times. <laughs> you know, something like that. Something stupid like that. Whatever the story is. Whatever's going on in that scenario. So she tells him there's a unicorn. He's like, uh-oh. You know, were they most by the beast? And then we see our sequences of the legends tripping at Woodstock. I fucking love. This make, all of it makes me laugh every time. First is Nate and Mick are arguing, start tripping. Nate sees Hank. Mick looks at Nate, and it's a giant Axel. Axel's back, baby. Axel's back, baby. Nora and I just love this. Yeah, we love this. Oh, that's wonderful. And they all have a moment just working out their issues while tripping, and ends with them, I love you, I love you too, and they're hugging. Yeah, pretty funny. Z, they said Z walking through the woods with Ray, tripping, and going like, Wow, these hippies got it right. Oh, I'm like, this is the most, one of the most realistic depictions of, of a young lady walking around tripping like this I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like trying to act drunk. Act drunk is hard. Yeah. Act trippy is hard. This, I, like I said, I'm not kidding. I've, I've talked to this person on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. It, you didn't watch any like, like uh, those teen dramas like uh the OC or my so-called life um uh, Degrassi. The, yeah because they have a lot of uh kids tripping out uh, the oc i remember had some really good even beverly hills now two and oh had some good uh uh kids tripping out on uh on on something yeah but who's having variety but who's uh, some of them fun? having the best times of their life okay that see that's what's <laughs> tough to do like yeah. this like especially when she's like I know you love her, right? Oh shit, you love Nora. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh fuck, this is I've had this conversation. Yeah. And uh he's like, and he's not tripping yet until he looks over and there's Nora, like a fairy princess. And he just like his eyes go wide and he smiles, and you just see him walk off camera and you mm-hmm. don't see what happens. Yeah. Because they save it for what is the funniest, I think the funniest joke in the episode. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The so, you know, Constantine uh, and Sarah are there. Uh, he knows that she didn't tell Ava about the dragon. He's telling her to end it with Ava because folks like them bring nothing but hair to the ones we love. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing Beatles now, too. We're going to eventually get a Constantine. And uh, Sarah's calling out his BS. It's like, oh, fuck you and your loner shit, dummy. And uh, you need to be part of a team. And he looks over to the legends. He's like, oh, this team? And Nate and Mick are hugging. And Zari's just spinning around. And and Ray's making out with a tree. And I yeah. laugh my every time I say it, I fucking yeah. laugh. 
It's pretty funny. It's so funny. <laughs> On the ship. It reminds me of a, a good uh, cutaway joke when um, Frank, uh, Jack Black is bringing in School of Rock when he's trying to get the kids into the Battle of the Bands. He's mm-hmm. talking to Frank Whaley. And he's like, uh, yeah, they're over there. <laughs> like, and they're all like, they're all, they've all got, he says they've all got terminal disease and it just cuts over to them. And one of them's just lying on the street, flat down, <laughs> lying on his back. The other ones are kind of coughing, trying to look sick. Pretty funny. <laughs> I want to see the musical. I heard it was great. Yeah, I'm curious. So on the wave rider, Constantine has King Solomon's magic book, the oldest magic book, because they need to save the sexual revolution. And he finds the spell. But he's like, well, we're kind of fucked. He's like, where are we going to get the saliva of a nine-fingered man? And when I first saw this, I was like, I know what they're doing. Yeah, I already yeah, knew. I already yeah. knew. And I, was I had so no idea happy. about this. I, did, I didn't know he only had nine fingers. Mm-hmm. But I, as soon as he saw him, I knew it was time, buddy. You knew it was time. Mm-hmm. Hit and- the music. Oh no, not yet, not oh, yet, shit. not yet, not yet. No, because we're gonna. I, I've got a proposal on this one. All right, we're not doing three separate. No, ones. no, no. I right. so only got to hit it once, and and I can give them all the same fucking grade if you want. Okay, we well, all got the same grade. Okay, well, good because I was gonna do an average thing, but let's just hold on. I'm almost there because Ray first goes. Well, you could cut off my pinky, and Nate's uh, like, oh, Ray, don't be the giving tree. And Nate then gets to say something I have said. I said it already in this episode. Something I know I have probably said more than a few times. Nate goes, now, as every deadhead knows, I was like, yeah, that it's almost triggering. I'm like, I, shit, I think I've said that a lot in my life. And maybe not quite in those words, but yeah. Because Jerry is the world was the world's greatest nine-fingered guitarist because he was missing uh, his middle finger on his picking hand. He lost it as a kid um, chopping wood on a uh, camping trip uh, mm-hmm. with his brother. And uh, he just learned uh, to play with the pick in the nub down there. And that's how he learned to play guitar and banjo. Uh, he, his father also on a camping trip drowned in front of him while fishing in a river. Camping in Garcia did not go together ah, well. Ah, and, that's why, and that's why a young Johnny Hedgepeth or, or even an older Johnny Hedgepeth still a distaste for camping it, it, who, it all comes you together. might have something you might have something you know what i'm not gonna discredit i'm not gonna discount that you might have something my friend i'm like when did i stop hating when did i start hating camping i was a teenager it tracks <laughs> so to get the saliva of the nine-fingered man we have nate steel jerry's joint which is straight from a scene in the movie the only the dead were so terrible. They were like, you're not, we're not going to be in your movie. And they're like, we're not going to put you in the movie. But there's one quick scene of Jerry um, dressed exactly in this costume, holding up a joint and goes marijuana exhibit a and cuts to something else, which is a Hilarious. great line, which is a great Hilarious. line. What's not a great line is Nate asks him for the joint. And Jerry goes, yeah, man. This doobie will send you flying. And I had to recoil. I'm like, there's no fucking way. No fucking way Jerry Garcia ever said doobie. Then let's bring out that fucking dude. Oh, man. Nope. 
Imagine if the unicorn gored that version of Jerry Garcia. How would you feel about that, Johnny? It's oh, this version. I been ang- no, I still would have been. I would have not, unless he got off. Like unless he gets off a line, you know, looking I'll down. Fade it, away. Yeah, there's something. I I would not I'd care much for that. <laughs> like, come on. Think of all the people you could kill at Woodstock. You're gonna pick on Jerry. Jerry come Garcia. On. Come on. I'm a Bowser. You know, he can go boop, 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 boop. No. Hilarious. But John okay. Fogarty, he's a kind of an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, so we get it. So who's the next one? What's the next thing they need? Yeah, so Nate steals the DV. And then you need the protection stone of a powerful shaman. And uh, it's Jimi Hendrix who gets no dialogue. I ain't cute. I'm cute, but whatever. Mick, all, Mick, all three of them just look like uh, hire a tribute band, like a Woodstock tribute band. It's uh, Well, I, I don't the dude who plays Jerry has five credits. That's it. The uh, woman who plays Janice, who, who was my favorite, has like eight credits. The dude who plays uh, Jimmy has a boatload of fucking credits and he get, he gets no lines but uh, uh mixed it doesn't matter like i'm just saying for the for what they did and how they appeared in this thing they were three kind of tribute acts that's all they looked yeah. like they looked like they they looked like they got hired from the same agency <laughs> yeah oh i know but i looked into them like yeah no that's not what <laughs> yeah. that's what i say i give them a, what's what's uh one is good all right so hold on because then we get to because uh, Mick steals the stone and then has to goes, watch it. And he goes, brother, to show that he respects Jimmy, which, okay. But then they need the, the lock of hair from a doomed woman. And it's Janice and Ray is shrunk down and grabs a piece of her hair, but she catches him and she holds it and she's looking at him and she's all kind of tripping. She's like, she's not freaked out. She's like, hey, little robot man. And he's like, oh, my mom really liked it. And she's your mom and laughs. And I went, you know what? I've seen enough footage of Janice Joplin to know that those two lines were perfect. She was Janice. I've seen a, a lot of Janice. I guess. I mean, it's she all was still, good. This is all I thought she caricatures. Was good. Yeah, but so that, I think they just lucked out. I think they just lucked. She out lucked by... out on. They lucked out on her because the, the Jerry guy didn't look anything like him. <laughs> really? I thought they all looked. I think they all just looked like, as I said, hired from the same agency. All right. So how many now, now we get to the question, how many Capones? And I'm thinking of just doing a group number. Mr. Capone, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I canceled tickets to the opera because I heard there was new players in town. Uh, myself, I've come yes. up with an average. Because you but, get the uh, same from when you go to, when you go to the, the uh, Summer of Love, when you book at the Summer of Love talent company, <laughs> we you get always solid. Okay, what's what's uh, nine is bad. One this is, is it great? Yeah, no, yeah, eight, 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 ten, ten Capones is the worst. Yeah, one is the best. So, how many Capones for? Yeah, you're right. They look like they're in an Atlantic City. One of those Atlantic City. Come see the invitation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Look, Grandma, I got you some tickets. Uh, There's always the, a Blues Brothers. There's always yeah, a Blues always. Brothers, and it's always awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, seven. Six and a half, seven. Seven. I'm going to go. First of all, I have to discount uh, Jimmy because he had no lines. I thought he looked like him. Fine. I would 
I'm giving it's the actors, right? I love the touch that it was the exact same uh, clothes that Jerry was wearing. And I'm always prejudiced with the Jerry Garcia appearance, but he didn't, he looks more like Oliver Platt and Jerry would never say doobie. So got to go five. I love Janice a lot. So I'm going to average out. I'm going to say six, six Capones. All right. Somebody's alarm going off there, pal. Oh, yes. It's the time for a break alarm. We'll be right back. Budgie in the house. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yo, yo. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. Celebrate Budgie the Whale's birthday at Carvel the week of April 23rd through the 27th with free ice cream all week, games, prizes, and special offers on Carvel's creamy, fresh-made ice cream treats. Carvel, it's what happy tastes like. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to the Virgin Gary, it's time for some plugs. What else we got going on? Wow. Well, we are, as you know, we are here on the Palm Podcast Network, and we have been uh, raising money to pay for our... Uh, cover just cover our costs mm-hmm. and uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks we had a you know a short little window here where we're like okay we gotta we should do this and mm-hmm. boy oh boy everybody came through big time we've surpassed yep. our goal i uh, think we should keep i think we should keep it up i think uh we should keep uh trying to to just yeah. Melk, you 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 find listeners for everything you're worth. No, I just think I think it's awesome that y'all uh hey, y'all hey. all came through. That's amazing, and um I think we got to start thinking merch now, man. Hey, look, 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 look! You got I got milked. That, I I milked seventy five dollars to get us over the top today. Come on, hey, yeah. you know, I, boy, look, uh, because you know what? And here's why. Again, thank you to everyone. I knew we would probably make it. I knew we we're probably going to make it anyway, but I have it. And I wanted to just lay off the, uh, any stress on Kelly, but yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's awesome. A lot of great shows on the Palm podcasting network. Well, donate uh, it to somebody as, as, uh, as uh, um, including the return of, as some of you may have noticed my podcast, mm-hmm. uh, yours, mine, the truth. We've got, three up now i, I did uh boy oh boy six hours over over two episodes on the metal gear solid series i hope uh, if you have time you dig into that uh, take it in chunks uh and then i was lucky enough to get hook up with a friend i haven't spoken to in yeah close to 30 years about mm. uh 1989 uh calgary wrestling what was on tv the last weekend when we would have been in elementary school in grade six like this would have been like the formative stuff uh, for us, what would have been on TV that weekend? That was a lot of fun. May I ask um, you one thing about that? Yeah, because I didn't get to listen to it yet. Okay, but I, I know from the uh, the stills, Jake the Milkman Milliman was on that, right? Yeah, he was okay. one of the okay. jobbers from the from the. Uh, uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. From uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling, or what would have gotcha. been uh, Superstars of Wrestling at that time. That was awesome, and it's always fun to do a wrestling related. Uh, stuff on this and, and i ken was great man i think we have a really good chemistry and i think we're going to revisit uh, i think that might be how i might add a bonus app at the end here is kind of finish with another uh look at uh, some of the people from calgary who have kind of been 
you know, unsung heroes or forgotten from the territory, including uh, Lethal Larry Cameron, somebody we talk about. I don't know if you mm. ever heard about him before, Johnny. Hughes, I've heard, but, I've heard his name mentioned. Yeah, um, and he really stands out from what we were watching. Anyways, I recommend that. But here's what I want to talk about: is that like I haven't, uh, I still got to edit and kind of put together the intro and outro. To I uh, just got a new mic, which which sounds uh, pretty good. I hope you guys are are liking that. But uh, I, when I was out camping, I, I got together with uh, my my buddy Ken Bolter and his son nate uh the three of us sat down and we talked about the video game system in television because he bought a flashback one that uh, has a bunch of the old games on it and an emulator with the old controllers and everything it's something i grew up on and the three of us spoke for about an hour and 15 minutes it's nice bite size uh i just gotta add an intro and outro i i can't wait for you to hear this one john oh, hold on <laughs> might, might, might i just ask this was while you were camping yeah, yeah, it's like because it was raining. Tell me this was around. Tell me that it was around a campfire. It was, just... and it was raining. It was like we had a chance. Um, we had a chance. I was like, okay, let's go hang out in the. Uh, I brought a road mic that sounds not as great, but it's still still good. And man, um, both of the Bolter boys just really shone. I can't wait to put that one out. So that's yours, mine, and the truth here on the Palm Podcast Network. But aside from that, mm-hmm. on YouTube, we are still going strong on Mystery Titans Theater. Yes, we, we are. Just just last, uh, even that's why talking about having a bad bike. My uh, audio quality is not the best for the the last one we did, but it's still great. This Mystery Titan Theater where Johnny and I uh, look at old wrestling footage with a guest or guests, uh, different ones from either comedians or wrestling wrestling aficionados and good friends. And this last week, boy, we looked at some footage from Detroit from uh, late 60s into the late 70s over the course of footage or the footage went over the you know, almost the course of a decade. And that was a blast with Sean and Kelly as well. So look for that. Uh, we are live on, on twitch.com slash Jarvis washing machine. If you want to join in on the chat, cause we've got <laughs> our buddy castle Crossface and a couple others who have become uh, regulars there as well. Mm. Um, yeah. As I said, twitch.com slash Jarvis washing machine uh, every other Saturday at 7 PM Pacific time. So it'll be August 28th will be the next one. Then you got September 11th, September 25th, October 9th, October 23rd, and so on and so on. Um, it's always a good time. Last week was no exception. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend either you, you look for us on Twitch or on YouTube because uh, we'll put the, I just put the uh, show up uh, yesterday. YouTube.com slash C slash Jarvis Wash Machine. Give us a follow there. We're we're approaching milestones on a couple of videos and on subscriber lists there as well, uh, both uh, on Twitch and YouTube. Because, uh, yeah, uh, th- that's been part of the reason why I've, I've felt so much at peace on that that day, Johnny, is just seeing yeah. uh, how many people are listening to our stuff and liking our stuff. And that is like the best. That is the best, man. It's such a good feeling. Yeah, because this is just because I just dude, this is such shits and shits and giggles. Me and you. I love it. I love hanging out with you. But it's hundred percent, hundred percent shits and giggles. <laughs> shits and giggles, baby. <laughs> so, and to hear you know, from all, all y'all that are saying great things, or like, as I said, with the uh, helping with the pledges for Plum, that's been awesome. I thank you, and it means a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 before we uh, move on, uh, speaking of the mystery Titans here, our next one on the twenty eighth, we will be doing the Holy Grail for those of you. Who know pro wrestling and those of you who don't who might want to check it out. There was a video that I grew up with as a teenager that I loved was impossible to find, and we found it. And it's uh, going to be 
fantastic it, it, yeah. it's a it's it's a one hour little it's it's the one of the most important things uh, that ever happened to me was finding this videotape cool because i can't of my wait wrestling to watch fandom. it with you i can't and wait to watch it with it and, and i've heard from a lot of people and I, then yeah. I also i can't wait for the one on september 11th what could go wrong i'm sure that's gonna be, <laughs> gonna be a show we will always uh, remember yes <laughs> i was trying we, not to mention you that. could oh yeah i can i look yeah yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> See, I'm allowed. It's one of those I'm allowed ones. Sure, you sure. Can't. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't care, but yeah, no, I know. And I know what I do care about is when I am DB curious. First up, as we dive into the IMDb on this episode, for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, is where uh, we take a little dive into the IMDb and see what we got. And then first, uh, we have trivia. The title is a pun on the Virgin Mary, a title given to Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the religious text of the New Testament and the Quran. Hmm. I'm going to get, that's it. Okay, that's it. I'm no, going to guess. It. Oh, there was no number. I didn't get oh, numbers on shoot. this one. Yeah. Shoot, okay. All right. I Look, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give numbers on that. I don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> we got some goofs. We got one goof. Oh, welcome back, sir. <laughs> He just he just barely stuck his head in the door and walked. Oh, oh, okay. He does not have much to say. Okay. The unicorn, which has sharp teeth, bites into Gary's left hand. However, after the unicorn lets go of the hand, it's completely unharmed. Hmm. Which I noticed the first time I watched this. Yeah. I was uh, hoping yeah. uh, I mean, we'll get to it later. I was hoping they would have chomped that fucking hand right off and then just give him a artificial limb afterwards yeah and there's a uh, see something happens in season six that would require a ridiculous amount of head cannon to uh to roller coaster around how this is possible but uh when we get to that eventually <laughs> i'll pull right. you in on that but right. at this point I, I i remember watching going like wait the fuck wait what why isn't it ripping his fucking hand off i was thinking the exact same thing hmm. But you know, between me wanting ripped hands and you wanting to see more gore, boy. <laughs> not not just random gore, gore towards hippies, Johnny. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Oh, how about okay? So how about gore towards the guy who your daughter once said you should have auditioned for that part, Dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine with that. Me too. Do you do you have an appendectomy scar? Because maybe that's why they needed a guy with an appendectomy scar. <laughs> We'll get to that. But first, reviews. I don't learn a lot. And to be honest, nothing really to make that much fun of. But I kind of like this one. They don't, they don't all have to be making fun. But there is something odd about it because it's five out of ten. Hmm. It's titled Hippies End dot, 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 by Insider24. 
Woodstock and hippies with a bit of 7-Eleven rainbow slushy. Katie is in top form, and the rest of the team looks refreshed and ready to offer us the excitement that we have been waiting for. I was happy to see the twist for this season, and I think we are in for a magical adventure for sure. To the cast, you entertain with class. <laughs> I think that's a five out of ten. I know, God, it's ridiculous. It must have slipped. You must have thought it was out of five. That's hilarious. <laughs> Come on, that was gushing. And that was like written by somebody's mom. <laughs> You know, that was lovely. That was lovely. I Thank know. you. Thanks. That came from a 54-year-old woman yeah. in, 19, in 2018. Adorable. <laughs> Only six of 11 found that helpful. So, you know, five of those people are fucking assholes. <laughs> or maybe they're just confused by the, the number. I think so, too. It's <laughs> not helpful what? at all. <laughs> it's, a contradic- it's a contradiction. This is not helpful. Mixed messages. <laughs> you think I come to IMDb? Uh, the comment section for mixed messages. No, I come here. I for come answers. here. I come here. Answers. For, I, come I find here, here to find things interesting. Nuts. If I find something that's not interesting, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> so the legends. Oh, hot. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Oh, hot. What are you doing? I am so you sorry. You are so rusty and behind. I am. I am. Ladies and gentlemen, so I am, I ladies and gentlemen, what's Vandal Savage drinking? Oh, you talk a big game. Look who's in the news. Look, oh, it's so nice to have everyone talking about Vandal Savage. Well, but when the time Trump, comes for my scheduled, my scheduled position okay. on the show, oh, it's just going, oh, sorry, we're going to, uh, our regrets to Matt Damon sort of thing here. Like, no. Today, we are drinking Arcade Glow. It is not an IPA. It's just a simple pale ale. It comes from the Boombox Brewing Company, which is here in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, very close to your, uh, your uh, partner, Jarvis. And, and uh, it's, it's nice. It's light. Only a 5%. Doesn't, doesn't mess with you too much. I believe I mentioned earlier a, uh, a few few episodes back, the Tiger Shark from Philips. I, I, quite similar, but this is served in a tall can opposite uh, for the, the six-pack that you'd get of those uh, Tiger Sharks. I usually just get a four-pack of these lovely arcade glows. Um, so, yeah, I'd recommend it for a nice warm day if you don't want too much of uh, those hoppy uh, t- uh, flavors that you get from a, from an, uh, an India Pale Ale. This is the Arcade Glow from Boombox. Oh, and uh, Johan, one last thing. Yes. I must mention, uh, the favor profile is far too complex for your infantile palate. Good night. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I was going to ask him, Trav, is mm-hmm. if he wouldn't mind if we used his image on the, for merch. For I mean, I'm, I wasn't going to ask him. I was just going to do it. Uh-oh. I was really? just going to do it. Right? I mean, it's Vandal Savage. He's a dangerous man. Yeah. Yeah. He talks. I mean, it's a, a dangerous he class. He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't. I mean, he. He doesn't like you. That's pretty obvious. Oh, I know that. He's 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 mispronounced. He's used my online name, which is mm-hmm. fine. I'm not going to fault him for that. Um, but he hasn't 
he hasn't said too many uh, negative things about me yet. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going with the flow. Yeah, I think I think we we have his name. I try to I'll think we'll try to recreate etch on a, a glass that, mm-hmm. that kind of his face, but with that catchphrase above it and the Gideon guys podcast on the bottom. I think that <laughs> what's good. the catchphrase. I think I think what was he say there on the wheel? The, the, the flavor profile is far too complex for your infantile palate. Well, I mean, it changes every time. I mean, <laughs> well, that one, that one, I think he wrote down. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. <laughs> it's almost as though he was thinking of uh, of this exact idea we just had. So back at Woodstock, they got everything for the spell, but they need a virgin. And there's no virgins at Woodstock. They all look around. Everyone's fucking or yeah, making out. Pretty <laughs> funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> and we were all laughing at that. <laughs> I love that your daughter was laughing at that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, no. Hey, you already said she knows a little bit about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all it had to mean was just somebody who didn't have a boyfriend, basically, or oh, a boy, right, girl who didn't have a boyfriend, a boy didn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so Constantine goes. I know a virgin. Sarah's like, no, no, no. And it's Gary. And it cuts to Gary being used as bait for the fucking unicorn. And for some reason, he's got to be shirtless. That's what's fucking hilarious. Like, uh, take off your shirt. Why? Just, okay, and hold this pomegranate. <laughs> they don't need to do either of those things. <laughs> I, 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 it's like the pomegranate was like, uh, it meant to look like his heart. Mm-hmm. But right? you know what like, I mean? And I think uh, it's like they're kind of giving him a like kind of an open uh, thing. No, they haven't told him. They didn't tell him at, at, at all about what could right. happen to him. That's the, she, Sarah Kahn's am I going, hey, would we put a, an interim legend in harm? And he's like, oh, really? Kind of like uh, that. I kind of like that label, interim legend. I hope that that stays for every, like, I hope it never leaves. They just keep stays, calling them that. It stays for a while. I'll put it good, that way. good. Um, yeah. But they're willing to fucking have him die here they just they're using him for fucking vague because gary is a fucking annoying pain in the ass pretty awesome it's great (laughs) before this happens he looks at constantine he goes are you sure i'm a virgin because you know the thing we did then again that's like all right it leaves it up to the imagination that's so big boy pants man it is that's what i'm talking about oh it is go for it Mm -hmm. and uh it's great when Gary's like, why am I holding the pomegranate? And, and Constantine's just busy trying to do the spell. And uh, he looks at him and goes, oh, no, no, uh, hold it up a bit. A bit just like, oh, yeah, that's the money, squire. And goes back to- <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Them just watching behind that thing is like a fucking <laughs> a guy in laughing. Very interesting. <laughs> so the like unicorn- that, That's a 60s uh, show. Oh, I know. Hey, I know. Yeah. Then Ruth Buzzy came out and hit him yeah. with a fucking purse. <laughs> purse. So the unicorn shows up and Gary does, he screams out he doesn't want to die a virgin and Constantine drinks the potion and casts the spell first revealing the true beast and it's like this demon fucking horse with a horn and I love it. I think it looked fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, that CGI guy? Because I liked it. I thought it looked yeah. good. Oh yeah, and and if you're going to go magic then, then, then you got a little... We're going to have, um, uh, I think, a little, we give them a little bit of free reign to to look a little more otherworldly if it's going to mm-hmm. be magic. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Yeah, we go yeah. all over this yeah, season. It's pretty man. rad. It's, it's, it's tore it's the fun. flesh right off of that thing. That's fucking awesome, man. 
Mm-hmm. And so the, the, he's getting sucked into the portal. It's got his hand, like we said, but let's go. But apparently he can't bite off his hand, but it sure is fucking bite off his nipple. Because Gary's nipple Hilarious. gets bit off before it gets Yeah, I thought they were going to reveal that his heart was. I wonder if they were trying to tease that his heart had been torn out there and he's just going to. Oh, I felt they did. First, yeah, first yeah. time I saw it, I thought, I'm like, oh shit, did I just get it, get his heart? No, nope, yeah. got his nipple. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> and, and he has it, wears it like a badge of honor at the end. Well, Constantine talks him in, and they're like, oh, we could, Gideon could fix that. And, and uh, Constantine puts his armor, he's like, oh, no, Squire, you can wear it as a badge of honor. Now yeah. uh, let's go have a beer and uh, let's do something about this virgin situation. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary might have lost the nipple, but Gary <laughs> is losing his cherry tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One way or another, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, come on. Gary deserves to get laid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Especially after that. Yeah, he saved the save the world. Yeah. <laughs> saved at least four hundred thousand hippies, which makes me think you hate Gary. You're like, I wanted to see four hundred thousand hippies. You know, if you just if you just uh, rephrased it to four hundred thousand boomers. I'd be far more <laughs> I know. accepting of I know. that. It's weird how it's just, it's all about you know what phrasing. I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely the phrasing of that one, my friend. <laughs> like, yeah. So at Nate's uh, house, shows up, brings a sixer to go hang out with his dad. He's like, oh, we don't do that. Maybe we should start. And yeah. Now we get a little to- schmaltzy. It's that a little schmaltzy. A little but it was an okay way to wrap up the app. Yep. But and I'll, it's not giving anything away these two just get to act with each other all fucking season long and it is fun watching these two good i mean uh, just do just do two shots just the two of them in a car two of them and all it's it's tons it's it's freaking great he looks at him he's like you remind me of a young and then (laughs) someone already did that joke son you ever you ever seen the film can't hardly wait Just thought I'd try to draw that one out of you one last time, no, just for, for that one. So, not to, that's a, that's a, that's then, a couple seasons ago. That's a, a couple running gags ago, my friend. Yeah, I know. So then, this is just a, I love this episode, and this is a glitch to me. I don't know, maybe it's just because I've watched it a million times. But yeah, Ray and Zari, they're having a scene where he's pretending that he's sad about all the dead rock stars, but she knows it's about Nora. And they talk, and he's like, yeah, she and I are doomed, right? And she's like, yeah. Okay, let me show you something. And then for some reason, she's like, here's what I want to show you. Here's my mom and me, and, you know, in a few years, you know, it's going to be so prejudiced against her and our religion that I wish we had run away to Canada. And and she's heartbreaking here. She, I mean, she's, she's really owning it, but I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with Ray's problem with yeah, Nora? I don't thank you. Or this you know, episode what the fuck is going all on? together. It felt so forced. Like they're trying to push in this I, man. It, it like took a, it took the wind out of the sails of what had been such a good and fun episode. And I but I'll tell you this though. I'll tell you this. It plays a part in the next episode. It does. Oh yeah, this yeah. yeah, it plays a part, but the whole prejudice, the religious prejudice, plays a part in the next episode, while mm-hmm. also being fantastical and hilarious. Okay. Uh, but uh, 
I'll just give you that one. Uh, the episode is uh, half heavy handed and half fucking fantastic. I'll just okay. give it away right cool. now. Um, but uh, from a storytelling perspective, I was like, so what does this have to do with Ray and Nora? It, it sticks Nothing. out like a sore thumb. I'm like, Nothing. Man, it's not that this is the to kind get, of stuff trying to this... get to the next episode, but mm-hmm. it doesn't fit at all. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff that all the MAGA heads just fucking would lean into, right? Because well, especially like, why they, the fuck why? is this here? Because yeah. they're they're then they're right. They'd be there is no reason for this to be put in there because it does like then they would say that it feels like you're just forcing yeah. in this fucking liberal woke woke wolf style blah 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 whatever. Exactly. Right? Well, that's I mean, yeah. if you were a dummy like that, you'd watch yeah. this and go, well, "That's what they must be doing because it's yeah. what it looks like to a dummy." Yeah. We, I think we'd look at it going. They need this to set seeds for the next episode, and we're going to fit the scene in here. Mm. And it is clunky; it clangs like a yeah. motherfucker. And yeah. it's a shame because her performance is really good. And- yeah, yeah. They asked a lot of her for this in the middle of something that had nothing really to build to it. So yeah, mm-hmm. she's great. But yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we see eye to eye on that. It was oh, so totally, weird. Totally. Like, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, what you don't like them? No, man. It's just like this is a no. Bad, it's got to make sense. Spot. It's got to make sense. Spot. Yeah, is a dumb yep. spot for us to happen. Yeah, it didn't. So, Sarah Neighbor at home. Gee, that's it. I don't say Avalanche. I say Sareva. That's going to be my thing. Hashtag Sareva. Mm. Uh, and Ava's frame the tra- metal. Have you tried Sareva? I'm not allowed to. Talk to your doctor. Fat for Sareva. Sareva is right for you. Side yeah, effects yeah. from Sareva. Oh, what are they? Inflamed um, nostrils. Do not taunt Sareva. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> super happy fun ball yeah (laughs) all right so wrapping this up sarah and ava are at home ava's framed the medals sarah blurts out about the magical creatures name is like oh i knew of course i fucking knew yeah she's like i don't care i love you you goober like oh that's sweet it gets me too it gets me man yeah and uh but they agree it's uh, not the best time to move in because there's a current magical crisis in time we cut to Sarah and Constantine, and he's shit-faced. And he's like, I'm not joining your fucking group. And she's like, look, I'm on to you. Something, you're not, you're even worse than you normally are. Something happened over the past five months. What is it? And he changes the subject. So she takes off, and after a shower, you got to take a nice shower to then continue to drink whiskey. That's some He's fucking wrecked. That's some he's alcoholism. smashed. Yeah, he is uh, a mess. You can really tell he's a mess, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for a lighthearted show, minus the Zari stuff, you know, like showing the guy, like, yeah, I need to take a shower and continue to pour whiskey down my fucking throat. I'm like, oh, that's fucking, that's big boy <laughs> pants, too. That's kind of, yep. that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, his performance, his performance is like, is something so you'd see he's, on he's a, so good. on any sort of like somebody who's like, you know, you could see this in like a train spotting scene, the way he was yeah. acting here. Yeah. Matt, Matt Ryan's fantastic. I mean, again, yeah. so many people are like, oh, they, they focus too much on Constantine over the next two seasons. There's a fucking reason why he's fucking yep. great. Yep. Um, so he's taking a shower, he's singing a his song, the lights are flickering, he cuts around and goes, now who wants some of my nasty piece of business? But he gets magic stretched mm-hmm. with the lights and shit. And there's a bloody message in the mirror. I'm coming for you, Johnny. And mm-hmm. that's how we cut <coughs> to the end of the episode and wrapping it up. I mean, as far as the season premieres of Legends of Tomorrow so far, mm-hmm. season four, 
season is the best so far i think yeah, yeah such a good time such a good time yeah not flawless of course but uh yeah like i said it felt uh this feels like uh everybody's big boy pants we'll say it. this is the big boy pants season so far yeah. that's what i'm calling it i love it i mean it, and it's not without flaws i mentioned there's you know next episode yeah. a little bit but um it is a wonderful fun season that goes you know what let's just have fun let's be silly and embrace the silliness uh that leads to where we're at now uh this is when you really see the show of butterfly into what it's it, it, that it's that three that season one it, it, this it's 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 almost irrecognizable right now hmm. I mean, right. season one birth of course this. It, of it's, course uh, yeah it's rare to see that in a tv show mm-hmm. to be like going okay so it's gonna start like this and we're gonna go this direction and uh, I can't wait to continue this with you, Travis, yeah. for the rest of the season. It's going to be a blast. But it's time to say goodnight. And before we do, I want to thank you again. I want to thank all the listeners. We're back. I know it's been a month, but, yeah, we have realized it's the summer. We need a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And now we're re- re- refreshed, recharged for the great season. Um, thanks for all of you who supported the fundraising for the Palm Podcast Network. You can follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. Be sure to check out what our friends at Bebo's Legends Podcast are doing on, uh, shit, I almost said Snapchat. What the fuck is the, uh, Instagram? Instagram, thanks. Yeah, I'm 51 years old. <laughs> thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.